All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Coach Rob here, and it's been a while since we've done one of these normal videos. Normal might be a stretch with me. The fact that you're still here hanging out is uh, a test to your patience, character, and resolve. And if you're new here, <laughs> welcome to the shenanigans. Um, it's been a minute, that's the phrase the kids use nowadays, right? Since I've done just a normal video, as I said, and uh, because the entire month of January was filled up with me doing these Berserker Challenge videos. And I did a video every single day for 31 days. And it, you may be moderately surprised to find out that, you know, even though those videos were two or three minutes long, you know, it's kind of a, you know, a, a monotonous, daunting task to make sure that you have one filmed, edited, rendered, uploaded every single day and that it comes, you know, it, it turns into a cohesive physical fitness challenge. And, uh, you know what? It, it was a really, really cool thing to get through. I spoke about this on my, on sort of my recap video on day 31. And, uh, some of the stuff that came through during that challenge, you know, the stuff that people posted on social media, you know, families getting involved, kids, little kids getting involved in rucking and training and, you know, people pushing themselves to the limit and people finding things within themselves that they didn't know existed. And, you know, man, I knew some of that stuff would happen, but it seemed like every day I got a little more humbled and, and just, you know, man, it was really cool. I'll just say that it was really cool and it meant so much to me. And it, 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 you know, moments like that renew your faith. They, they renew your, um, your resolve and your energy to keep pushing forward and doing stuff like this. And 2024 is going to be a cool year for the whole YouTube thing. Uh, we got some great stuff lined up. I just released honestly, two new programs, really three. And I'm super proud of them. And I want you to check them out. One is called APOC One. And speaking of the Berserker Challenge, or if you did the Apocalypse Challenge, you know, last year in February, I think it was, and I had another 33 day challenge. So, you know, if you've done any of these, or you like these types of things, or you know, you're the type that wants their training super dynamic, you know, not only having a strength element to it, but having a overall capacity element to it, an endurance element to it, functional kind of strength, for lack of a better term. I'll even go as far as to say, you know, even though it's not, think CrossFit without the stupid shit without the kipping dumbass stuff and the handstand push-ups and all the dumb shit and maybe an element of more like military training or special operations training or just overall general how to be an absolute badass training in short prepared for anything that's what apoc one is and i and i was going to do kind of like this 12-week program i was going to do the same thing with my high intensity training program more on that in a second 
I was going to do just like a 12 week program and release that as a standalone program. And I just, I just couldn't do it. You know, I wanted to create something that was monthly and ongoing because I've been very fortunate with my online training that, that it's, it's become this family thing. You know, people come and go that happens as an online coach, but I do have this amazing core group of online clients that just, you know, they believe in the process. They, they believe that there's real genuine heart and soul put into this stuff. And I like developing these relationships with people and seeing things really build over time. So with APOC one, you know, when I retired from bodybuilding, like the competitive hardcore bodybuilding with everything was totally for aesthetic purposes and strength, you know, hypertrophy. Now at my age, and I've, and I've mentioned this before, you've probably heard this. I want to be prepared for anything that may cross my path. A any, any physical endeavor that makes me a more tempered, hard, capable human being. We live in a very screwed up time. Clearly, you know what I'm talking about. I don't see it getting any better anytime soon. No one's coming to save us. And it's truly screwed up. And you never know what is going to come you know, down the path, barreling straight ahead at you. And you'd better be able to handle that. I love it when you know I'm on YouTube or one of these social media channels and you get these you know, tactical Timmies out there. They're acting all badass with their you know, talk of guns and weapons and all this stuff. And hell, 98% of them couldn't climb a damn chain link fence or, you know, hell, even walk around the block, let alone run a competent mile or be able to lift some heavy things with the purpose of being able to, you know, protect themselves or their family. So I'd like taking that mentality and wrapping it up in not only to be prepared physically, mentally and emotionally for anything that may cross your path, but also be, you know, just overall physical preparedness of strength, capacity, endurance, functional strength, anything that is going to make you the most complete, optimized, genetic freak that you can possibly be. So that is now the goal because I'm not getting any younger. I'll be 56 years old this November, 2024. And I want to know that, you know, if I can kind of run down the checklist, like a mental inventory at every birthday and say, okay, at my age, whatever age that is at this year, whether it becomes 56 or 60 or 65, in that mental checklist, am I the best, most optimized human being that I could possibly be physically, emotionally, mentally at my age? That has to be the goal now. I don't want to be all show and no go. So APOC one is that. I don't want to keep harping on this. So if you have an interest in that, guess what? I also decided this is not going to be about the money. I mean, we have, we got to pay the bills around here, but it's 19 bucks a month, 19 bucks. And it's not lacking in quality. I'm going to keep putting my very best into this program because really the APOC one is, you know, predominantly kind of what I'm doing now. Uh, so, for 19 bucks a month, cancel at any time. I, I, I don't think you're going to find anything cooler at that price point. So check it out. High intensity training program, real quick before we move on. The kind of hypertrophy, 
i.e. muscle building, strength training, bodybuilding, blood and guts kind of training that I did all throughout the 90s. And then again, through all of my competition years, when I was competing at a high level in bodybuilding competition, which I, I was very blessed and fortunate to have had some success with that. This is the style of training that I used. High intensity, low volume. You know, think Dorian Yates, think Mike Mincer, think Arthur Jones. You know, th- think these guys. Think the greatest amount of intensity that you can put into your session in the shortest amount of time, all wrapped into a program that is going to fully optimize the preservation and addition of lean muscle mass. That's what high intensity training program is. Don't not to be confused with high intensity interval training, like CrossFit shit. This is like high intensity training. So super high intensity, pushing sets to failure, you know, putting together a, a programming strategy that's going to yield the most optimized level of muscularity jacked, if you will, in the shortest amount of time in the gym, because it's to stimulate muscle doesn't take a lot of time. I often say, if you come into my gym, take you through a leg workout, for example, I can absolutely crush you in 10 minutes. I can, I know how to do that. But even though I can destroy your legs in a 10 minute leg workout, it could take 24, 48, even 72 hours to not only compensate, grow, you know, repair those muscles back to baseline where you started, but then overcompensate when overcompensation is that new tissue growth. That is what muscle growth is. So the great thing about high intensity training is you're putting the greatest amount of intensity into the shortest amount possible. So you're tearing down that muscle, stimulating the growth mechanism, and then giving it ample time to recover and grow. That's overcompensation. That is results from a logical, rational point of view. And if you're a natural athlete, especially, there couldn't be any better way to train if you're trying to put on mass. So there you go. 19 bucks a month also. Cancel at any time. New workouts every week. Nothing is cookie cutter. I'm building these things in the trenches in real time, uploading them, and they land on your calendar every Sunday ready for the following week. And you can even move the workouts around on the calendar to suit your schedule. So it's pretty damn cool. So that's, I wanted to tell you about that. I'm proud of it. It's a shameless plug. Sure, I don't give a shit. I'm proud of these programs and I'm proud and just unbelievably happy that I was able to introduce them at this $19 rate. So anyone can take advantage of these programs, regardless of budget or lifestyle. So there you go. The other thing I want to talk to you about today is I did a video not too long ago called the ultimate carnivore RX or the ultimate ultimate carnivore prescription, which really encapsulated my evolution, my my nutrition evolution as to what my full ideology is. And I will state this today. And I, I, and I believe I will state this in six months and a year and five years until the day I die. This is where my evolution has landed and ended. And I think it's, it's an important video. So check it out if you haven't. Um, But it also though it though it's extremely logical though it's it's backed in um ancestral health and and you know history if you will um 
I think it's also the most sustainable approach, and I think it lends to a certain level of customization that can make it work for just about anybody if you walk through the process. But the other part of this is, is you know, I'm in the carnivore space. I am. I love the carnivore diet. But I also truly believe that that term carnivore is, is open to some interpretation. And I believe that ultimately, when you say carnivore, you're basically referring to a hyper carnivore. Unless you differentiate yourself to a, a more, you know, narrow path of a hypercarnivore diet. Hypercarnivore just means, you know, to recap, a way of eating that 70% or more of your nutrition intake is coming from animal-based sources, meat, eggs, etc. The other 30% is open to interpretation and, you know, long story short, basically is dependent on whether you determine if you are sensitive, you know, carbohydrate sensitive, or if you have a carbohydrate threshold. And there's a difference between the two, and I talk about it in that video, so again, check it out. But it also reminds us and me of the battle that we fight in this social media world, in this Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube world where everybody can have an opinion and everybody can hide behind the safety of a keyboard and a screen and act like some sort of an in internet overlord uh, preaching to you about what you should or what you shouldn't do with very, very little real understanding or background as to who the individual is that they might be talking to at that moment, who might be absorbing that little bit of information. We have too many people out there who narrow everything down to this, this fine point and, and de de you know, make a decree that it's, it's one size fits all. That is dishonest and dangerous and unfair, and it's leading many, many people down a wrong and dangerous and unsustainable path, which is very, very important to remind you that sustainability is absolutely critical. If you can't abide or adhere to a nutritional approach, then you're going to be doomed to failure. And I also say in that video, just another quick recap, there's only a small handful of things that I think in the ancestral health, carnivore, keto, paleo, whatever you want to call it, world, there's only really a couple of things that we can actually agree upon, in my opinion, that you could put down as an absolute 100% gospel commandment that applies to everyone. And really all I could think of was, if you never had seed oils again for the rest of your life, that would be an outstanding thing. Processed foods are bad. The level of danger varies, but it's still a danger nonetheless. And the overabundance of refined sugar is probably not a good thing for nearly everyone. Like everything in the nutrition space, it's often, and in exercise too, really in anything in life. You know, it's not how much or how little, it's, but it's finding the precise amount required. 
Or as the great Arthur Jones once said, the only thing that more is better applies to is money and pretty girls. That was his quote, not mine. Everything else, more is not better. It's finding the precise amount required. So it irritates me to no end when I'm on, you know, I have to, I'm on social media reluctantly because I am in social media. What we're doing right here constitutes as really social media, even though YouTube, I would consider it more of an educational slash entertainment platform than social media. There is interaction. You have comment sections and thumbs up and all this kind of stuff. So probably to a greater degree, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, for sure. But nonetheless, it's, it's a dangerous place when, you know, I, I'm a member of a handful of carnivore groups and, you know, ketogenic groups, even not so much there anymore, because I've sort of elevated or evolved into a hyper carnivore. So I'm not really the keto guy per se as much anymore, even though I do drift out in and out of ketosis on a daily basis. And I think that's good. But I also think that super long term ketosis is bad. And I talk about that in the video. Um, it never fails on nearly a daily basis as I'm looking at my Facebook feed and, you know, on that main feed group posts show up and it never fails that as I'm scrolling through trying to get a little caught up for a short amount of time a day, I'll see one of these carnivore Facebook groups pop up where somebody asks some version of this question is fill in the blank allowed on this diet. And when this question is asked, you know, then some internet overlord, some pompous inter internet overlord, you know, group admin chimes in or some know-it-all attention-seeking group member. And the, the person that makes the post is reaching out for some real help, I think, in many, in most occasions. That person reminds me of, of you know, this, this picture, I'll put it on the screen. It reminds me of that, asking for, may I please have some information, sir? And then the overlord, pompous, you know, pretentious, holier than thou reply comes in, and when that comes in, it reminds me of this guy. And most of the time, unless it's should I chug canola oil or should I eat bags of sugar, it should be, it depends. It, what are your goals? Who are you? Are you an athlete? Do you train hard? Are you a metabolic train wreck? Do you have some sort of metabolic dysfunction? Are you obese? Are you obese a little or are you morbidly obese? Are you insulin resistant? Are you leptin resistant? Do you have adverse effects? Is it a physiological adversity or is it a, a, a mental or physiological addiction element that's involved? So many variables. 
And when somebody says things, even to the extent of, you know, can I have, I've, I've, I've seen people say, can we, ha- can we have coffee on this way of eating? They usually go W-O-E, way of eating. And you get 37 different jackass replies coming in telling this poor person who's just legitimately curious or just hasn't got a feel for this stuff yet that, you know, they're attacked because they might have a cup of coffee. Now, is coffee bad? Open to interpretation and, and personal, you know, personal decision. I do drink some coffee. Is coffee a righteous, insanely good health food that's going to help me reap some sort of profound nutritional health benefit? Probably not. No. But it's also fairly benign in the grand scheme of things. Because I'll have a cup or two in the early morning when I'm training my 5 a.m. client. And I enjoy some occasional coffee. Or somebody will say, hey, can you have this vegetable? Or can you have this fruit? Or can you have a potato? Or can you have pork rinds? I mean, it just, it's, it's all over the map. And I cringe every time I see the question because, you know, that's why I believe we are hyper carnivores. I think it's that other 30% is open to interpretation depend, based on your level of metabolic health, your level of output as an athlete or a gym rat or a bodybuilder or a triathlete or a crossfitter or a cyclist or an MMA fighter or a jujitsu you know, player or whatever is going to go a long way in determining that. Your genetics... I have clients that can take in 100 grams of carbs and still be in ketosis. I, I have had clients that have came to me where a previous coach had given them zero carb, super high fat, and moderate protein, and they were an absolute train wreck disaster. And then I'll throw a little bit of carbs at them from certain sources in the right amounts. I'll change up their fat to protein, protein ratio to some degree, and everything improves. I've seen improvement in thyroid function. I've seen improvement in sleep quality, you know, gut microbiome dysfunction, all these things that happen. It's all over the map. I have some clients on 10 grams of carbs or less, and I have some clients on 70 grams of carbs or more, all thriving in their own unique ways because everybody's different. Yes, this is me just standing on my damn soapbox today because it's just some shit I wanted to get off my chest. I think this is why my 90-minute consultation has become so incredibly popular because people are so freaking confused and they think, oh, I'm going to go type this question into the XYZ Carnivore Facebook group and then get attacked and accosted by a bunch of know-it-all pompous assholes who may or may, or may not, not, not know their carnivore knowledge from the freaking hole in the wall you know it's it's just ridiculous so is it i can't tell you how many times i do one of these 90 minute consults and somebody is across from me on zoom and we're talking to each other on camera and it, you can see the massive level of frustration in their faces and and oftentimes it's not you know uh, half of the conversation may be specific things that they can do to fix the problem and thrive and the other half is just freaking therapy because somebody needs to wants to talk to somebody who has an understanding ear and a little bit of empathy and sympathy on the matter 
who can have a polite conversation with them and let them know it's okay. You don't know fucking everything from some group of pompous know-it-all assholes in a Facebook group. I mean, those things are going to happen. And sometimes the answers are great and valid and super informative. And sometimes they're just, you know, being a little meanie pants and we can't can't tolerate the meanie pants. See, now I'm getting worked up. My carnivore bodybuilding Facebook group, all are welcome. And even in my own group, somebody asked about pre-workout carbs and the potentiality of that and got literally completely freaking, you know, attacked like it's a broken beer bottle brawl being accosted for even the notion of eating any kind of a carbohydrate at any time for the rest of their lives. And even still, I, you know, one of my admins, another member and myself kind of entered into the picture and said, whoa, chill, bro. That's a valid question. And here's why. And if you want to know more as to why this is a valid question and totally okay here, DM me and we can sort these things out. We're all friends. We don't all dress alike. Okay. The internet is like a gun. You can either save a life and protect people with it, or you can destroy lives and cause chaos with it. It's, it's a tool and it's in the manner with which you, you wield that tool is what makes the difference. The prescription, the bar napkin list, bullet list of how to achieve optimum Genetics to be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be is not difficult. If you and I met in an airport bar and we decided to share a drink with one another because we both had a flight to catch in 15 minutes. And after a few moments of small talk, you deduced that I do what I do. And you decided to pose the question, hey, I know we only have a few minutes, but what would your, your ultimate short list be of what I can start doing literally today to be working towards my best, most optimized genetic self, to reach my full potential, to be a freak in the damn room? I would say, oh yeah, that's easy. And I'd pull out my pen, I'd grab a bar napkin, small little square, and I'd write down, in terms of nutrition, prioritize animal protein, try to consume you know, good amounts of healthy animal fats, the kinds that's contained within the meats and the eggs and, and, and so forth of an animal based kind of a diet. Carbohydrates should be, you know, tapered back and only used in small amounts according to your output and goals. And if you're metabolically broken, probably limited to a, a very, very large degree, if not completely for a time. But that varies by the individual. So it's something you have to test and experiment with. 
So it's best to use it if you are going to use it around efforts of training. I would then suggest that uh, you never consume seed oils and stay away from processed foods at all costs. Eat real food that you make yourself. You need to lift some heavy things. You need to walk around, shoot for 10 to 15,000 steps a day. Be active. Sitting is death. Movement is life. Prioritize sleep and recovery. Get adequate sun exposure and avoid blue light stimulation, especially after sunset and most environmental toxins like shampoos and lotions and you know, many soaps and cosmetics. Find ways to alleviate overall stress and reduce cortisol. Work towards getting off of medications. You know, none of these things that I'm telling you is something new and revolutionary per se. It's just the course. It's, it's a map. So if you and I were having a discussion, you said, hey, I need to get from the location we are standing at right now to 100 miles from here. And I need the, the, the best, most direct path on a map because I don't know how to get there from here. I'd be like, oh, that's no problem. So uh, I would get out the map and I would draw a dot. Well, here's where we're standing now. And here is the most direct path 100 miles from here at the destination that you desire to reach. It's the most efficient path to get there. Here you go. Well, that's great. Drawing the map is, is not hard. You know, giving you the blueprint is not hard. Oh, I forgot to mention that once you embark on that journey, you're going to have to wade through a swamp climb six chain link fences and one eight foot privacy fence. You have to climb a mountain. You're going to have to get into two back alley knife fights with two, you know, gang members and drug dealers. You're going to have to, you know, scale a 40 story building. I mean, you're going to, it's going to be wrought with peril. It's the navigation that's the hard part, not necessarily the map itself. Just like my short list of things, it's, it's, it's all game-changing stuff, but you got to know how to navigate it and sort through it. That's what coaches do. That's what consultations are for. Find yourself somebody that can help you navigate the course. Doesn't have to be me. Somebody local to you, somebody you trust, a friend, somebody who's been down that road, somebody you can work with together and, and navigate the course together. You know, that that's the deal. It, you know, and not only is it navigation through the bullshit of figuring out what works and what doesn't and, and consistently working through it and traveling down that narrow path, but also being mindful that we live in the greatest temptation culture of all time. It's everywhere. You can't walk into Home Depot and buy a freaking screwdriver without being tempted by candy, soda, chips, and bullshit at the checkout. Others tempting you, which all that really is, is when somebody tries to, to get you to eat something you don't want to eat or do something you don't need to do because it's, you know, counter to whatever your goal is. Remember, that's just them trying to bring you down to their level to justify their weakness and laziness. If you hold true, ultimately that person who is trying to pull you down to their level may start 
changing tactics and wanting to know, hey, so what are you doing now? Maybe, maybe you could you know, help me. I see that happen all the time. So you have to be strong. So anyway, you know, be careful who you listen to. Stay away from the dogma and the zealotry that's in this, in this world, in this space. You know, be open to rational, logical thought. Work through problems with some common sense. Ask the right questions. Don't tolerate bullying. And understand that it's a long, hard road wrought with peril. It's always going to be hard work. If anybody tells you that their way, their path, their ideology is easy and works like magic in minutes a day. And if you act now, we'll shave one payment off your four payments of 1995. Plus you'll get the bonus fat reducing thigh cream as a free gift. If you act now in the next 10 minutes, you know, avoid those people. It's not easy to sell hard work effort but I'm telling you that's what it takes. And I would rather have 20 people on board that want to kick ass and work their asses off and suffer a little bit to achieve success and greatness than a sea of mindless zombies out there that don't want to work for it. So clearly when I said I want to do some more videos You'll, you're going to be getting more content from me in 2024. There won't always be an agenda. Well, here's one. But I wanted to turn on the camera today and talk to you because I've missed you guys. Like I said, we went through that whole January Berserker Challenge. And I wanted to turn on the camera and talk, you know, just heart to heart with you a little bit and get a few things off my chest. I wanted to talk about these new programs because I'm truly excited about them. And the, the most rewarding thing to me is like this morning when I'm out on the workout floor, training my in the gym clients and, and my phone starts to light up with notifications of people completing some of these new workouts and giving comments about them and rating them and, and the excitement that's building around them and then discussing it in, you know, chats on Facebook and, and, and all this. It's super exciting. I love what I do and I like seeing other people succeed. Your care for others is your measure of greatness. I've said it for years. I just like to see good people do great things. So that's all for today. If you got through this much of it and you're a real trooper, remember to, you know, subscribe, like, thumbs up, share, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I look forward to turning on the camera again and having more chats like this with you guys. Uh, perhaps the next one will have a little bit more specific content, but uh, I appreciate you guys hanging out nonetheless. So as always, train hard, diet harder, but above all else, do whatever it takes to go have an absolutely fantastic day. Peace.